so hello and welcome to the Ford Unto Dawn podcast, the show all about the fiction of the Halo universe. I'm David, and I'm joined by my co-host, Danny. Hi, Leha. And today we have with us a very special guest. Uh, William C. Dietz uh, is known to Halo fans as the author of the Combat of All novelization, Halo the Flood. Uh, but he's also a prolific author of more than 40 other books. I did not spend time counting how many there were, uh, from the Star Wars and StarCraft universes to his own original books, uh, such as the Legion of the Damned series. So, welcome. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, so I guess we'll start from the beginning. Uh, what got you into writing? Well, reading. You know, when I was a kid, before you guys were uh, were born, probably. Um, Most likely. <laughs> Um, you know, I was an avid reader. My mother was a reader, so I became a reader. And uh, we lived in a strange little pocket in Seattle where the uh, there was no direct TV reception and there was no cable service available uh, to us at that time. So, uh, and by the way, there were no video games, needless to say. So uh, as a result, I read a lot of books and I probably read three or four books a week. And uh, my schoolwork suffered as a result, uh, but uh, but I just fell in love with with books and with the idea of being a writer. My uh, mother tried to write; she wrote short stories. She never managed to get one published. But seeing her do it, seeing her sit down at night after a long day at work, and you know, at a typewriter, by the way, not a word processor, and try to write a short story, it it sort of informed me. It told me that. Regular people write stories, you know, that isn't some mysterious individual off somewhere that you can't imagine having contact with. And uh, I guess that's where it started. Cool. And so um, what about how did you get into specifically writing uh, for other people for writing licensed tie-ins and that sort of book? Well, it... um, I had this notion when I uh, went to college that I wanted to eventually write a book. Uh, And uh, however, uh, time passed. All kinds of things happened in my life. I went, got married, had a string of jobs and everything. And I had told myself that I would write a book by the time I was uh, 40. And my 39th birthday rolled around and I hadn't even started a book. So I... uh, I said, you got to do this. You promised yourself you would do it. So I sat down and, and I wrote a, um, a space opera, a book about an intergalactic bounty hunter named Sam McCade. And uh, amazingly enough, I sent it in and it sold the first place I sent it, the first time I sent it. And once you know, you're published, it's easier to uh, publish the second book and the third and so on. But I had a corporate job at this time and uh, a family to feed, and you're not going not gonna to do too well uh, as a mid-list writer uh, trying to feed your family off uh, science fiction. Uh, not then and probably not now. And so I continued to work for the corporation, and I continued to write a book a year. And as my fiction became you know somewhat accepted people liked my books then offers started to come my way to do work for hire and um, some people some authors don't accept work for hire they feel that it's you know just not 
for them or they look down on it. I was never that guy. I, uh, I delighted actually in writing books in some of the, um, the game related universes, star Wars, you know, being a great example and, um, you know, halo being another, uh, example. And, uh, I, I always enjoyed those because I enjoyed writing in those universes because I love playing those games. And, um, I consider it to be a privilege to, uh, to get in through the door and to participate and in some small way, you know, help build the, the universe and, uh, and the canon. I mean, so writing for, obviously when you're writing for someone else's universe, that, that creates a lot more restrictions with what you can and can't do. Is that something that you, you see as sort of enjoyable from a creative standpoint, having to work within these restrictions or is it something that is the tough part of the job or. Well, let's put it this way. You know, when you write for say star Wars, you know, they give you a huge download, a huge Bible that you have to adhere to. And so that is restrictive um, in a sense, you know, you find out that you can't, have a character on a certain planet at a certain time because whoops, there already been some other place there in some other location on that particular day. And yeah. so uh, that can be limiting. Uh, on the other hand, uh, back then anyway, when I wrote for the star Wars universe, specifically for Lucas films um, since moved on to Disney, I believe. But at that time uh, the editor I worked with was, uh, you know, very generous in, in terms of giving me permission to do things. As long as it wasn't a conflict with something that was already going on or it wasn't a conflict with the established norms and canon uh, of the, uh, the universe, then, you know, you could go for it. And, uh, and I did. So I didn't feel, uh, to answer your question more directly, I didn't feel like it was terribly, horribly restrictive, but it was just something that you had to be aware of. Um, the other thing that you start to come into contact with when you write in an established uh, uh, IP, intellectual property, is that, of course, there's a team of people who have built that uh, that particular universe. Let's take Halo, as an example, Bungie at that time, um, you know, had a team of, of people working on this and this, they ate it and they slept it and they dreamed it. And so when you, you know, come strolling in to write a tie-in novel, um, you know, and you start pitching ideas about things that could or couldn't happen, there's a very natural reaction where people go, oh, no, you know, that can't happen. And then you say, well, why can't that happen? And they say, well, we just know it can't happen uh, because there's almost like a, a mind mill that's going on with the team and you're not part of that. So you have to discover what is and isn't possible within the, you know, kind of the parameters of group think. And when I say group think, I don't mean that in a terrible way. I just mean it that when you have a team and they're all together and they talk in the hallway, uh, there's, you know, a sharing that you as an outsider can't fully access. Mm -hmm. You know, typically, of course, my focus is on my own work, actually, uh, the, you know, work for hire, um, you know, is, is a percentage of what I've written. It's uh, certainly not the majority. Uh, in all truth, I've written, I think, more than 60 books now. And, 
you know, I would have to sit down and count them, but there's a lot of them. I tend to write uh, fairly quickly compared to some people, and that could be uh, <laughs> can be seen as a uh, as a virtue, or it can be seen as a, as something less than a virtue. Um, you know, it's just me. It's just how I am. So I, I write a lot of books, and um, and you know, along comes every now and then a piece of work for hire. But that market, by the way, has slowed down a lot in recent years. It was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that was a pretty substantial market with a good deal of opportunity if you were an accepted um, writer in that in that particular specialty. Uh, uh, not too many things going on, not, not like it used to be in that area. So right now, uh, my work is, you know, pretty much... Uh, 90 percent uh my own fiction i am right now writing a uh, a work for hire project that has nothing to do with games it's actually a, a history book i'm writing it for a union so it's non-fiction uh writers write and uh, i enjoy doing it so um you know i'll i'll do anything that i find interesting the job that i was given was to novelize the book and a novelization is different than a tie-in. A novelization is taking a game, in this case, and just turning it almost word for word, line by line, paragraph by paragraph, into a novel. So that was the task that I was offered. Frankly, I didn't want to do that. I didn't want to write just a novelization. Uh, I wanted to be able to bring something to it. And, you know, um, so negotiations ensued and um, I asked for permission to insert new material in between cut scenes, certain cut scenes. Uh, and that of course required dropping some cut scenes to make room for the material I was adding. And so, uh, you know, Bungie agreed to let me do that. Obviously they had approval of you know, over what I would insert and where I would insert it. And, you know, um, they, they were very stringent in terms of evaluating that material, as they should be. And um, so that was the nature of the agreement. So it was not a tie-in in the sense of a from-scratch novel like, say, Fall of Reach, uh, where Mr. Nyland, you know, uh, just wrote the novel pretty much the way he wanted to write it, adhering to uh, and staying consistent with the universe and the characters and all of that. In terms of, so obviously you have the restriction of this is the, this is the game. Uh, so what did you have going into it? You you played the game, I believe. Um, before. <laughs> yeah, you know the thing was this: the game was not on my radar at all when I got the phone call asking if I would be interested in uh, in writing. A novelization of it and um, I've told this story before but it's absolutely true I had no idea what it was all about or if it was any good so I went to the local GameStop talked to the guy wearing the weird t-shirt with the ponytail and everything and said hey tell me about this Halo thing I mean is this you know is this a popular game do people like this i mean is it any good and every, and he goes oh dude it is fabulous that they just fly off the shelves or just you know this is probably the most popular game that's out there right now so 
based on that research, I called my agent and said, this is sounding good. <laughs> so you played the game. Did you also read uh, Nylon's The Fall of Reach? I, I did. And let me, I'll come back to that in a second. I just realized I, fall, I you know, failed to fully answer your question. Once I agreed to, um, to write the book and so on, uh, you asked whether or not I played the game. Oh, yes, I played the game over and over and over, took <laughs> elaborate, detailed notes on the game and, um, and had to in order to novelize it. Remember, novelizing is taking the game and making it into a book, although in my case, <clears throat> I had uh, permission to insert new material. So I played the game many times, and you know, after that, I mean, I continued to buy and play um, Halo games for many, many years to come. Yes, reading, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Nyland's book uh, was pleasure and was part of the research that I needed to do because I, I re- you know, his book came before mine and I really had to be uh, aware of what was in it. I was actually interested because uh, especially rereading uh, The Flood recently, I was struck by uh, some of the the chief's actions and stuff really reminded me of like when I played the game, like, Oh, he did that thing that when I do in, in that level or whatever and stuff like that. And like, he has the kind of responses that I sometimes have to Cortana when she's yelling at you to go places and hasn't told you about what's around the corner and stuff. So I was wondering if uh, you built some of your own experiences playing the game into the character. That's a really good question, and the answer is absolutely. As you're implying, and I suspect your audience you know, already knows, obviously when you play a game like this, um, you can often defeat whatever enemy you're uh, confronting with in different ways. It's not just one way to do it, and that's part of what makes it such a great game. And so, yeah, I tended to write the book using the strategy that I liked best or that I had discovered or I thought was cool or or maybe in some cases it was the only way I'd found to get the job done, right? Uh, and so it would have some of that flavor, yeah. I want to ask a little bit uh, about the, the sections which aren't in the game that you, you wrote uh, originally for the book. How did How did you develop the original content not in the game? Yeah, you know, uh, to be honest with you, as I was playing the game, I mean, first I'd cut that deal, and I so I had then at that point as I was writing the obligation to create such material. But as I played the game, the material just bubbled up. I mean, it was not like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I mean, first of all, you know, I saw the Marines as a um, unexploited opportunity. And having served, you know, I could tell they were based on United States Marines, um, kind of, you know, as a baseline concept. And I had served with the Marine Corps as a Navy medic. And so, you know, I have a feeling for the Marine Corps and uh, was very proud to spend time uh, with the Marines. And so, you know, that that was immediately interesting to me. And I thought, boy, there's a lot of opportunity here aside from the chief, you know, to create a character, uh, in this case, McKee, um, and to uh, exploit that. And then the whole, you know, the whole jumping, you know, part of that and so on, uh, just made it all the more, the more fun. 
The other thing that popped to mind and just bubbled up right away was, well, what about these aliens? What's going on in their in their minds, you know, and in their cultures? And um, why are they doing what they're doing? And how? What do they think of each other? You know, I mean, this is a multi racial, multi-species um, kind of environment within the covenant, you know, what? there's got to be politics there. There's got to be, you know, conflict and uh, interesting things going on. So that stuff was just screaming to be written. So did you basically come up with a list of like, well, I want to tell the story of these Marines um, and the covenant um, and then present that to Bungie and Microsoft? And then did they give you like yes or no stuff for that and any materials? Like- yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, I, I did need to submit my ideas and so on, and I did need to get them approved. And they did approve them after discussion. Uh, you know, it's been, what, 17 years or something? So I don't remember all every detail of the interaction with them as to um, how I got those permissions, but but I did. Uh, just once you you had those ideas, did they give you any like details? Like for instance, you 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 introduce your book is the first time there is that perspective from the covenant, and the first time uh, players uh, see the covenant prophets and the leadership and the relation they have with the elites, as well as stuff like the ODSTs who were only barely in the fall of reach and later on play a big role. Yeah, I would answer your question this way. You know, at the macro level, you know, the politics were there. You know, the game designers and writers, you know, had established that material. And I, of course, was working in concert with that. Uh, the politics and, the, and so on that I invented were down at the micro level, you know, between individuals, right? It's a different thing. And the... Um, you know, characteristics, you know, the, the, the what, what drives a particular race, what makes them go, the way they think, uh, you know, all of that was at the micro level. So that was not downloaded to me. I would say that was more like uploaded to me. And I don't, I mean, I uploaded that to the universe, I would say, to some extent played a minor role maybe in uh, establishing some of that. Some people say that I did and I think, I'll, you know, some of that might be true, but not in a huge way. I mean, certainly the universe was not uh, mine, as you know. In terms of that, uh, one of the the big things that is not, I would say, really in the game at all, uh, and I think is one of the most striking parts of the book, is the the sad fate of Private Jenkins, who gets absorbed by the flood, but is aware the entire time of it. Um, where did that come from it's that inspiration kind of thing i mean you it's an it's a writerly opportunity to take um the game player and who is now a reader i'm assuming that most most people probably played the game before they read the book but i i know from you know feedback i've gotten that some people found the universe through the book but but yeah, you, you know, you just see that opportunity and you think, um, what would that be like? I mean, the horror of it, the, you know, what, what are, what are the sensations? What, you know, just, just what is it? And so, um, yeah, that, that was, that was an opportunity. And, 
it was, I remember it being a challenge because I remember, you know, um, a little bit of difficulty in terms of, of trying to create something that wasn't just, you know, pathetic, you know, like, Oh boy, this feels really bad. (laughs) That level of thing, trying to, trying trying to make it seem real was a challenge um, since it's fanciful. Mm-hmm. What well, do you remember if there was any idea for the supplemental stuff that you wanted to put in the book, but that Microsoft or Bungie was like, no, that's not what we want for this. Yeah. I mean, I think there was, you know, I don't remember the details of it, but I mean, I, I do remember that at, um, you know, that, that there were various things that they gave me the thumbs down on. Um, and, you know, in some cases, um, you know, I felt frustrated, you know, about that, you know, just like because some of it, when you get that, and, and not just with Bungie, but with um, any team, you know, I, I worked with the resistance team. I wrote co-wrote a resistance game uh, called Resistance Burning Skies, you know, and, and uh, that activity of writing the game came from having written two tie-in books and um you know the team as i think i indicated in my earlier comments is well established by the time you get there and they they have you know a mind meld and they they have a sense of what can and can't be done you know and and so sometimes it's a bit frustrating when they just say no uh, that character would just would never do what you're suggesting, Bill. They just they just wouldn't, and they can't explain to you why that character wouldn't do it. But they're very sure that 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 just couldn't happen, and so you have to accept it because they're in the driver's seat. Um, so, what was the time frame like for getting the project done? Because I know Nylans supposedly had six weeks to write it, and there was a turnaround time of four months. And I've I've heard stuff that implied that you had similar time crunches or maybe even worse absolutely yeah i re- it was six or eight weeks that i had to write the book start to finish including playing the game taking the notes doing the research i worked 12 14 hour days uh to get it done it was an amazing crazy wow. crazy turnaround i've never ever come anywhere close to ever doing that since. Probably for the best. You know, I mean, I'm pleased with the way it came out. I, I, I'm very proud of the book, honestly. I mean, I think a lot of writers would say, well, how can you be proud of basically a novelization? You know, uh, it's an enhanced, if you will, novelization, but still. Mm-hmm. But I am. I, I'm very satisfied with it. And, and I, uh, you know, if you look at, say, Amazon and you look at the reviews, they kind of cleave. Uh, down the middle between people who say, I don't get it. You know, this book is just like the game, you know, and they don't seem to be conscious of or care about, or maybe they don't like the additional material. But then the other half of the people are going, hey, this book is cool. And what makes it cool is the additional material because you're getting the game and you're getting something additional. And then you look at the, I haven't looked recently, but you look at the number of stars and, you know, it's like, pretty substantially positive. <laughs> I, I think you can take that as a compliment, even if the negative reviews say it's just like the game. I, I would find that a compliment that you managed to capture the nature of the game so well that that's the first thing it's, uh, that's the first criticism that they, that they, that they cling to. Well, thank you. I'll, I'll accept that completely. <laughs> that's a great, 
It's a great out. Yeah. I, I just wish there was more games like Halo, um, you know, first person shooters, uh, single player, you know, um, guys like me, uh, you know, I, there's just not enough single players, you know, I'm, I'm just, uh, I don't have the time and, uh, you know, to get out and, and do the group thing. And besides which, you know, if, um, if I got out there, I'm sure some 12 year old kid would kick my butt. <laughs> that would be really humiliating. You yeah. Know? You, know, you don't want a bunch of 12 year old kids screaming obscenities at you online. I'm shocked. Yeah, that's right. I don't need that. I don't need that. So I wish there was more single player games, but anyway, that's just not happening these days, is it? No. So do you still uh, follow the series to some degree and play the games? You know, it slowed me down. I mean, there's not that many games that I want to buy because so many of them are so clearly designed for, you know, uh, mass participation. And that's just not what I want to do. So, uh, so I don't play as much as I used to. But I do play some of the games that I, you know, already have in my library and so on. Sure. Um, so the, the Flood came out. Uh, two years after the original Halo, and the franchise has exploded off the the back of your work and Nyland's work and uh, the games that fellow that came. Uh, would you be open to returning to Halo if you got the call or any further involvement in the franchise? Sure, absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I I'm pretty sure that call isn't coming. I'm not going <laughs> to hang out by the phone. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I love the I just love the franchise. I love the characters. I love the, you know, just the interface, the way the game plays, the action. I'm a first-person shooter fanatic. That's my favorite, you know, style of video game. And uh, so, <clears throat> yeah, call me. <laughs> and I was also um, wondering if you knew about some of the... Because uh, I think, like you said, uh, opinion was divided, especially when the book came out. But I think that... Uh, the flood has had its has it had its moment since, uh, and I was wondering if you are aware of some of the the legacy your books had. Um, for instance, uh, Keys's uh, story gets told in the video games in uh, Combat Evolved Anniversary. They added uh, terminals that added in his story, um, and most recently, um, Alpha Base and the the Marines show up uh, in the arcade shooter Fireteam Raven. So is it? something cool to see that your characters are showing up again. Yeah, that, that is cool. And some of what you're saying is new to me and I'm, but I'm glad to hear it. Uh, and it's a great compliment. And, um, you know, and I'm, I know that it's being included, you know, not as, um, some kind of way of, um, complimenting me, but because it works, hopefully that's the greatest compliment of all is to create something that works and that, people feel has value and um, it just doesn't get any better than that. So I think that's wonderful. I, I'm, I'm pleased to, pleased to hear it. And thank you for sharing that. To, to shoot you a playthrough. They have a Wellesley shows up a lot um, in a fire team Raven. All right. Um, any other questions, Danny? Uh, I think, I think I'm good. I think we had all the points we wanted to cover. Anything else you wanted to, talk about that we think we've missed well no except that you know i just think that um uh, i'm glad you i'm glad you guys are doing what you're doing i think you know it's such a wonderful uh property 
and uh, you know it it deserves to live on and i'm glad that that it is and the people are celebrating it and that um, it's recognized for what it is it's it's really a masterwork and when i say that i mean when i say it i mean the whole series of games and the whole thing taken as a whole some are you know personally more fun i think to play than others i mean you know but all of them add something to the universe and and uh and it, it was it was certainly an honor to be part of that yeah, great all right well thanks so much for coming on and giving us this my energy. pleasure guys um keep up the good work <laughs>